This episode of Pod Feels contains mentions of suicide. Listener discretion is advised. Your name is John Egbert, and now you know you're human. So why do you still feel so empty? You're back in the darkness beyond everything, the place your mind has been dragged to time and again these last few months. The peace you felt as you fell asleep lingers, but you can already feel it beginning to subside. She's standing in front of you, suspended in place just as you are, both of you only dimly lit by a sourceless glow. Suddenly, you are afraid again. Friska? Is that you? (laughs) No, John. I'm the manifestation of your innermost fears and doubts, here to torture you with forbidden knowledge. (laughs) Wow, what a ruse. And here I thought you were the prankster. I, uh... I can't tell if you're joking. (laughs) I'm clearly prompting you for a response, Briska. Fine. Nubs on the table, John? I'm here to help you. Help me with what? (sighs) Sweet Jigas, you really haven't changed. How have you stayed alive this long without me around to keep you sharp? I bet you've just sat alone in your room this whole time. No. I've, uh, I've done other things. I've been really busy, actually. So cartoonishly busy I can't even list all the things I'm involved in right now. Oh, I see. A lot of irons in the fire, then? Yep. Spinning so many plates on so many hot irons is absurd. Honestly, someone should stop me before I hurt myself. Uh-huh. A likely story from a sad sack like you. I am not a sad sack. You are the saddest sad sack I have seen across all of time and space. You are the absolute unchallenged master of being a sad sack, John Egbert. The best there ever was at being a miserable pile of wind in a depressing body bag. Ouch. I mean that your body is the bag, not that you're... Don't get all high and mighty with me about gallows humor. Jeez, when she gets so sensitive... Obviously, I'm pulling your leg off. You've definitely let yourself get sad and pathetic, but you're still sweeps ahead of some of the idiots I've had to deal with. Which, I guess means you're not even that great at being terrible. Wow, John, you really are the most middle-of-the-road nerd in the universe. (laughs) I feel like I should be mad or insulted or something, but like... Yeah, I guess you're kind of right. See, I know what's up. Wow. We really haven't talked in a while, have we? Well, it's hard to talk when you're saving the universe from a big green skull monster. Oh yeah, how did that go? Tracy's been out looking for you for, like, ages. How do you think it went? Completely without a hitch and not a single thing unaccording to plan. How is Tracy anyway? Oh, she's... Honestly, she's fucked up and lost and probably in big gay troll love with you. She's convinced you aren't dead and is... Wait. Are you dead? What difference does it make? It makes a pretty big difference to the friends who haven't heard from you in forever. Forever. I'm here now, aren't I? I mean, I guess so. But I'm not sure where here even is. I thought it was something to do with my retcon power since this place seems to be outside of... Uh, everything. 
So how did you even get here? Come on, John. If you're gonna go big with the blah blah huge bitch attitude, at least go all the way. How did you get here? That's more like it. The thing is, John, I've been waiting for you. Why? That is an excellent question, John. Now there's something you've always been good at. You're very inquisitive, especially for someone who never seems to follow any particular train of thought to its logical conclusion. Riska, come on. Do you have to be... like this? What? I don't know why I'm here. And I don't... Why have I been thinking about you? I don't even know who you are. Not really. It can't be an accident that you're here now, right? So let's talk. Please. I just want to talk. I'm sorry, John. This is a weird conversation to have. You're telling me. I am telling you. You're trapped in Sadsack City and all I want is to show you the way out. Okay, fine. Before we get to all this big magical destiny stuff or whatever it is, can we just like, chat? Okay, John. What do you want to chat about? For starters, how are you? Where have you been? What's happened to you? Ooh, there you go with all those questions. Not a really balanced way to start a conversation, if you ask me. Someone's being evasive. Where's the fun in telling you everything straight away? A hero's journey is all about the destination, obviously, but it's a pretty pointless journey if the path to that destination is just a bunch of dumb fuck exposition. You have to walk it of your own volition, otherwise it was all just a waste of time. I mean, who do you think I am, Doc Scratch? Damn, do you remember Doc Scratch? Not really. I think he was more of a troll session thing. Fucking cue-wall-looking motherfucker with his white text and know-it-all demeanor all manipulating me and my friends. That's my job. At least when I did it, it was because my friends were acting like a bunch of fucking incompetent wigglers who needed an adult to remind them not to swallow their own flavor muscles. My manipulations weren't part of some nefarious master plan to orchestrate the birth of a space-gobbling incel. I just saw that everyone needed help and no one else was stepping up. Honestly, John, it's a burden being so fucking right all the time. No one understands the struggle. <laughs> wow, that must be really hard for you. Ooh, do I detect a hint of sass from the ever-passive John Egbert? Maybe you have changed. You still haven't answered my question. John! <laughs> Why did you hold it so long? Wait. Was that what you were saying when you did the 8x8 trick the first time you talked to me? I always read that as a really long June. Yes, and now you know how silly you look to anyone with half a thought in their thinkpad. <laughs> no need to be rude! Jeez, how do I still remember that? Everything else is a blur, but that's the thing that sticks with me? <laughs> Memories are dumb. Here's on me. I am telling you! See? Look at this repartee! Now that you've crawled your sorry ass out of your recuperacoon and greased up the word engine, gathering dust in your mind palace, suddenly we're like two beans in a pod. Did you just say pod? No, pod. You know, pods. You put beans in them and fire them at alien planets. Uh, I think we might have different definitions of those words. Well, I think my meaning was pretty clear if you just paid attention to context clues. 
So, how about it, John? Did that qualify as a chat, or are you still stalling? I'm not stalling. I am just trying to get you to tell me how you've been, which you still haven't done. <sighs> There's nothing I can say to you that you'll be happy to hear. I don't care. Just give me something. I haven't talked to you in forever, and I guess I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't... Please, just... Can you... Gosh, I don't know why I'm uh, crying all of a sudden. Boy, that sure is a weird thing for me to do, huh? Jeez, guess I really am a wimp. (sighs) You're not a wimp, John. At least not in this particular instance. A younger me would probably agree with you and say something snide about, I don't know, showing dignity or some shit. But younger me had a lot going on that she didn't want to deal with. Yeah, well, I feel pretty undignified right now. You shouldn't, because that's exactly why I'm here. Is that right? Yes! What you are right now is a little pupating grub, waiting for the right moment to grow into your final form. A younger me would have done everything in her power to make that happen as soon as possible. But me today, I am so much more mature. Do you see how patient I've been with you this whole conversation? Oh yeah, you bet. Thank you so much, Briska. It really means a lot to me. But now is the time to stop stalling and get to work. John, I'm here to help you finally realize your true self. To help you climb to heights of power you never could have dreamed of. Neat. But, uh, just one thing. Why do I need more power? I'm already a god. You always need power, dumbass. Stronger, better, faster, all that robot garbage. I guess that makes sense. But we won the game. We got a new universe. Even if I could become more powerful or whatever, what difference would it make? It's not like I've got any more big boss fights ahead of me or anything. All I've got to look forward to is a boring forever, probably spent mostly on a couch watching TV. What? (laughs) You slay me, John! I am dead now. R.I.P. Vriska Sirket, killed by John Egbert in warm blood. What's so funny? Oh, you're... you're serious. Am I laughing? (laughs) Wow, this is really sad, actually. So let me... let me get this straight. You heard me say, power, and you thought what? Bigger fists? Big, strong muscles? A gun? Just a normal fucking gun? Like they use in your dumb human crime movies? Get real! Your idea of what power is has always left more than a little to be desired. But this is a really depressing low, even for you. I don't think you were much better. Oh, sure. Let's just drag the past into it and relitigate all our old mistakes. I already told you I've matured. What more do you want from me? Should I start a list? Just... Hear me out. Power is a lot more than who you can hurt and how much. I know that's got to be hard to believe coming from me, but you'll just have to trust me that I know what I'm talking about. Wow, that sounds like a solid plan with no potential for bad or regrettable outcomes whatsoever. That's the spirit. Trust your old pal Vriska to have the secret stuff on hand to bring you back in the last round. Was that... Is that a Space Jam reference? It's gonna mean oops, you got your leg bender smashed in a reference if you don't cram it and stop interrupting me. 
You just told me you're a god, right? But what have you really done with that power? I'm clearly prompting you for a response, John. Give me a second, yeesh. Well, I mean, for starters, we repopulated Earth Sea and reestablished civilization. Wow, that's really cool. How much of that did you do personally? Uh. Yeah, that's what I thought. See what I mean? You may be a god, but you're still basically useless. A god is only as powerful as their need to act, because power of the body, John, isn't worth a damn thing if you don't have power of the mind. Not that you aren't making some kind of sense, Riska, but what do you know about mind? Isn't that more Terezi's thing? Look, I'm not saying I'm the master of the stuff, but you don't exactly have to be a god-tier seer to recognize that power basically doesn't exist if you lack the will to use it. Okay... I mean, yeah, that tracks, I guess. But that still doesn't answer my more pressing question, which was, why does it matter? I already said there are no more battles to fight. The game's over, and I'm happy with how things are. Ugh, don't fucking lie to me, John. It's unbecoming. You're not happy. You have never been happy. It's written all over you like a book. The Never Been Happy Chronicles. That's the title of your book, Sona, John, because you're a big, obvious sad sack and you always have been. The only reason you insist otherwise is because you think you're not entitled to want better for yourself. But I've got news for you, John Egbert. You beat the game. You've won. You're the god of a new world. Which means no one can tell you who you are or what you can do. You are your only obstacle! Hmm. Terezi said the same thing earlier. Of course she did. Because in at least this one respect, we are the same. We have zero tolerance for Wiggler-tier bullshit. <sighs> okay. I get what you're saying. But it's not like things were supposed to just... be perfect in the end. Why not? Because... I mean, that's... Isn't that an unrealistic thing to want? John, do you remember that time you retconned me back into existence by punching me in the face? Why do you give any kind of shit about what's realistic? Well, that time I was just following Terezi's instructions. But you were the one who did it! Who's to say you can't do even more than that? No one, I guess. But again, why would I want to? That's where I come in. I'm going to help you, John, and I'm going to do it by asking a single question. Are you ready? Her smile is jagged and toothy. She is so excited, so certain, like she has the final piece of the puzzle ready to drop right in your lap. Your face is still a little damp from those unexpected tears, and you can still feel that ache in your chest so strong it might burst out like an alien. At least that would be a fittingly cliché way to die. It might not be heroic or just, but it would at least get you out of this fucking conversation. Vriska floats a little closer to you and puts her hand under your chin. Look me in the eyes. She's so close you can feel her breath on your cheeks. You notice that it doesn't smell like anything. She doesn't smell like anything. Is that possible? You could probably zap out of here if you could just focus, but then she leans closer. So close you think she's going to kiss you, but she presses her cheek against yours so that her lips are right next to your ear. Tell me, John. Why do you like me? 
What? Is that the question? Just answer it. I'll know if you're lying. I mean, you're cool? Or I used to think you were cool. I hated you for a while when I learned how cruel you were. But then you kind of saved everyone, so... I guess I got over it? When you were trolling me, I guess I was sort of... lost? Everyone else seemed to be getting along in the game without me, and you came along just chock full of answers and promises of greatness. You gave me hope that I had a part to play in Spur. That I wasn't dead weight for all my friends. All that confidence. All that attitude. I guess you just sucked me in. I have that effect on people. Yeah. It's pretty shitty, actually. Hey. Don't give me that sad spider face. It is shitty. It's shitty how you insert yourself in people's lives to try to make them better, and then betray their trust and never apologize. Just because you believe you're doing the right thing doesn't make it the right thing. That's like... Society 101 or something. It's not like everybody who ever heard my voice or read my text fell over themselves all the time just to impress me. Don't get me wrong, a lot of them did, but definitely not everyone. Did you ever think that maybe I trolled you so hard because you were notably reciprocating my advances? I don't have a crush on you. I'm not saying you do, but you did back then. I... I mean, I won't deny that I... Well, I guess I literally did deny earlier that I had a crush on you. But I don't have a crush on you. I want that to be really dang clear. But I guess I kind of did back then. (laughs) What difference does it make? That was years ago. I don't know, John. You tell me. Tell you what? I liked you because I had a crush on you, I guess. It's a little embarrassing to admit, but geez, there, I said it. Gasp! John Egbert has a crush on me? Had. Whatever will I do with this startling and unpredictable revelation? Try again. Ugh, come on! What more do you want? I answered the dumb question. If Rose were here, she'd make a pithy observation about how tautologies are a logical fallacy used to baffle inquiries and dodge making definitive statements. But since she isn't here, I'll just say something cutting and sarcastic instead. You didn't answer the fucking question. Stop stalling, nerd. Okay. Okay! Let's pry this fucking closet door wide open and see how many skeletons we got hanging around. Damn, look at this! It's a regular bone circus in here! Are those my dad issues? Wow, haven't seen them in a few minutes. Oh look, it's a folder conveniently labeled Why I Like Vriska. It's laminated and everything. How swell. Let's see what it says. Ah, page one. John doesn't know how to take charge of anything, so he tends to gravitate towards dominant people regardless of their quality as people, purely out of convenience. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Page two says John doesn't have very many friends, so anytime a new person falls into his life, he tends to latch onto them regardless of how nice they are because he wants the validation of being liked. Wow, so far it's looking pretty bad for how important you are in this pointless fucking equation. Page three is just a picture of a dog with red sunglasses drawn on it. Must be a misfile from the Terezi folder. Oops! And then page four says that... It says... I don't like being mean. It's just making me feel worse. How do you do it all the time? Practice, mostly. 
Look, I just... The big thing is, I guess, that I... I thought you were cool. Cooler than Dave? Absolutely not! But... Actually? Yeah. Kind of. Jeez, you can never tell him I said that. No promises. You just seem to have all your shit together in such a... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Are we done? This whole thing kind of sucks. Close. But you're not there yet. Ugh. What does this even accomplish? I thought you were cool, okay? You fucking impressed me with how suave and cocksure you were. I never knew anyone who acted like that while also seeming to... I don't know. Have an arm over my shoulder the whole time? Like I was in on it. You kept telling me how you were going to make me so much better. You were going to help me win the game. That you were going to help me unlock all this potential. And the whole time, I... I wanted... When I thought of what I looked like at the end of the road you put me on, I imagined... Well, I imagined you. Because I wanted to be like you. I wish I could have half of your confidence. Stand that strong. Speak that loud. Be so unabashedly... Me. <laughs> Do you remember Conair? What? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Everything. Yeah, I remember Con Air. It's been coming up a lot today for some reason. Why? How should I know? No, I mean, why do you ask? <laughs> because it's important, John. Maybe the most important thing in your entire life so far. Seriously? Okay, I might be overstating the case a little. But it's up there for sure. It's just a movie. It's a dumb movie from the 90s that sucks and is bad. That is, like, the least important a thing can be. If it was so dumb, why'd you like it so much? Because I was dumb too, I don't know. Kids like dumb stuff sometimes. It doesn't always have to be a Freudian fucking issue. Oh, but it does! You didn't just like that dumb movie, John. You loved it. Loved it so much you had the whole thing memorized. And not even in an ironic way, either. You loved it because it meant something to you. Yeah, I guess. It meant not having to think about anything besides a thrilling fake action adventure for 90 Ugh, minutes. Come on. Stop being such a coward. Hey, uh, maybe? This is an interesting thought, actually. Maybe go fuck yourself? What if you took your smug superiority and stupid little word labyrinth and fucked off back to whatever shitty corner of paradox space you were lost in before you showed up here? What if you just left me alone and stopped trying to meddle in everything? John. I'm fine, okay? I'm fine. I didn't ask for your help, and honestly, it doesn't feel like you know what helping is. It feels like you're just trying to hurt me, and I just... I was feeling so good before I came here. Everything was fine. God damn it, now I'm crying again! This is so dumb! I'm sorry I called you a coward. I know it doesn't feel good to go through this, parading your secrets out for someone who's basically a stranger. I forget sometimes that not everybody is as unabashedly fearless as me. Er, y you know what I mean. You aren't a coward, John. That's why I'm doing this. I don't know why I feel this way. I thought I was better. Jay talked me out of that funk. She made me realize that I... That I want to be alive? 
but I don't think I have anything to live for. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. What is it to stay alive without something that makes you want to do the living? And that's why I'm here. If you would just take one last step with me. You're not really her, are you? (sighs) I am a lot of things. Right now, I'm trying to help you. Why? I wish I could say it wasn't selfish, but if we're prying open our closets and digging through the remains, the truth is that if I help you, I get to go home. What? Like Alternia? Something like that. Back to business. You liked Conair because it meant something to you. <sighs> yes, it meant something to me. It was a story about family. Sort of. It ended up that way anyhow. I loved my dad, but he was, I don't know, aggressively normal? Painfully supportive? Like whatever the opposite of a helicopter parent is. He wanted me to have the best life and do the things I wanted to do, which is great, and I know that all my friends would have killed for a home life like that. But it was wrong for me. I needed pushback. I needed challenge. I needed someone to aspire to who wasn't just a guy in a suit. Gosh, it feels awful to say. And I guess I latched on to Nick Cage in that movie because he was... I don't know. He was different. Did you want to be him or be like him? I think I wanted to... want... To be like him, if that makes sense. But as much as I tried to imagine that, as much as I thought it was what I was supposed to want, I think what I really wanted was for him to be my dad. Why? Because he was just... cool. Went on adventures, did time in the slammer, beat up terrorists, and he really loved his daughter. It's funny, I was always sort of jealous of her. My dad loved me and supported me, but I think mostly he... He supported who he thought I was. And I just didn't know enough about myself to tell him anything real. But the way Nick Cage looked at his daughter, hugged her, it was always so, like, I don't know. I guess I wanted that to be my life. I wanted to be Nick Cage's... Um, uh, hold on. Wait. Wait, what? Hold on. Vriska, are you mind controlling me? If you're mind controlling me, you have to tell me. And rob you of this primo catharsis? Bad chance! I don't... So I... I didn't have a crush on you, did I? I didn't just want to date you or be like you, I... I wanted... I wanted to be you? Vriska, do I... Vriska? Do I want... What does this mean, Vriska? Why are you afraid, John? Haven't you been afraid enough? Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Is this it? Is this really all it's been? 
All that depression and doubt and fear. Fear so thoroughly suffusing your consciousness you couldn't even quantify it. Fear like wallpaper. Fear that watched you from every surface and judged you for every move you made, every new thing you tried. All of that was about this? All that trouble over some fucking gender? This is so dumb. This doesn't mean anything. So why do I feel so... So what if I want to be a... So what? What does that have to do with... With everything? I... Oh god. You're clearly thinking it, John. You might as well say it. You look at her, tears stinging at the edge of your eyes again, and she's... Smiling? It's a warmer smile than you ever thought that face could have. Doesn't make this easier. If anything, it makes things worse, because you know it's not really her. You don't know who she is, or what she is. Except... You do? You have to, at least on some level. You never would have been so afraid of her if you didn't. Your hands are trembling. You look at them, trying to make sense of the chaos swirling around in your head. It feels like a million stars are lighting up in your blood. When was the last time you breathed? Is there even air in this place? She slips her hand into yours. You give her palm a gentle squeeze. I... Do I want to be a girl? You tell me. Oh, fuck. I don't want to be a girl. She kneels down in front of you. And for a moment, she stares at you with that same warm, toothy grin. She leans forward, the light seems to shift. And now you see her face, really see it for the first time. And it's... yours? Uh, I... Come here. I've got you. It's all good. Shh. Just Everything's I promise. You got this. Your weight shifts as you slip off the tree, startling yourself awake. Your face is soaked with tears and your heart is still racing. Earth sea again. Back here. Back home. The sky is stained a milky blue that's slowly filling in from the glow of the morning sun. You definitely didn't intend to be out here this long, but you guess you can't really complain, can you? Good morning. Yeah, it is. That's... new. Better get used to it, punk. This train's left the station and there's no turning back now. Good. You stand up and stretch. The environment around you is still feeling a little surreal after such an intense session in the void. Your eyes scan the horizon, looking for nothing in particular. It's just... You're here. Yes, we are. We're here. Yeah. 
It's like 6 a.m. Who is texting you this early? You pull your phone out to see a heap of messages from Dave, and a few from Jade, Rose, Kanaya. Even Jake is in on the action. Why the fuck? Oh, of course. Kanaya wakes up early to go work in the brood caverns, and she checks up on you every morning to see if you need anything. Knowing how unstable you were just a few days ago, she'll have immediately jumped to the worst possible conclusion and gone straight to Rose. From there, they'll have sent a string of messages to everyone who might have any idea where you would go if you decided to- Wow, I really let my reputation fall to shit, huh? Yeah, that's definitely something we need to work on. Even as you're walking through all this in your head, you get a call from Dave. No, shut up. Wait, oh shit, he picked up. Yeah, just like that. Now shut up. <coughs> John, my dude, are you okay? Not that I'm worried or anything. Obviously, I know how chill you are. But there are some hysterical broads, myself and Carcat definitely not included, who are losing their entire shit at this particular moment. Just dropping deuces all over the place like they shotgunned a bottle of Vipicac. What the fuck are you saying? So could you do me a solid and just let me know if you're, like, going to kill yourself or something? Not gonna lie, it'd be hella inconvenient if that was a thing you planned to do. I... Um... <laughs> uh, okay, that's definitely not an answer to the question. If this is your attempt to prove that you aren't off the deepest of ends right now, then let me just say, not working, bro. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just... it's. <clears throat> uh, no, no, I'll be fine. I don't think I'll be going anywhere else tonight. Wow, John, this is the most convinced <laughs> I've ever been of anything in my whole life. Call off the search party, everybody. Turns out our boy's A-OK. -okay. What? Really? No, not really. Very not really. Um, John, can you just tell me where you are so we can come get you? Obviously, I think it's dumb and a waste of time. Like, you are so clearly the most absurdly chill motherfucker right now, I can practically feel the cool breeze from my phone. But, you know, for the broads. Uh-huh. The broads? Yep. I'm on a big hill, uh, looking over Cantown, by a weird tree. Basically, Basically the, the highest, highest point, point for miles. miles. Can't, Can't miss it. it. Okay, cool. We're on our way. Give us, like, five minutes. If you do something stupid between now and then, like, oh, I don't know, disappear from the universe and make us forget you ever existed, for instance, there is going to be a sternly worded letter. <laughs> How stern? Like a Midwestern mom writing into the government because their middle child heard a cuss on the TV. <laughs> wow. Guess I better not do anything stupid. Yeah, no shit. Hey, um, I'm going to set the phone down for a sec. Wow, definitely don't do that. That's the least helpful thing you could possibly do right now. Promise I'm not going anywhere. I just... I need to feel the breeze. John, you are literally wind. You can do that any time. John, are you there? As you set the phone in the grass and take a few steps away to regard the sunrise, you realize you're making everyone worry unnecessarily, and you'll have a lot to apologize for later. But at this exact moment, it's hard to bring yourself to care. In fact, you... You... You? That doesn't feel right, does it? No. It doesn't. When you think about why that might be, 
you realize that the simple act of reflecting back on your life feels completely different than it did just a few hours ago. It's like there was a fog over your memory before, but now it's mostly cleared away. You think back to your earliest memories, to your teen days, to the game, to Earthsea. It doesn't all make sense yet. You're still pretty discombobulated from everything that's just happened. But you think you're starting to understand. You really aren't Riska. And you really aren't John. Not for much longer, anyway. Huh. Yeah. I guess you're right. Wow. Rose is gonna flip her lid when she hears about this. I know! I can't wait to tell her! So... Who are we? Hmm... You is a fraught concept. For some people, you is so easy they never even have to think about it. They wake up in the morning, they look in the mirror, and they see precisely the you they expect to see. Not everyone is that lucky. It's not that you were born in the wrong body. Your body is your body. But there was a disquieting thing that started to happen as you got older. You started to see the pieces of yourself that failed to line up. Who you thought you were, who your father expected you to be, who you wanted to be. It's like you were being pulled in several directions at once, and you completely lacked the language and experience to understand what that meant, or how you might fix it. So you did what all kids do. You turned it into a story, as if it was happening to someone else. Narrativizing your life was the only effective way you could ever come up with to process the accelerating disharmony of your adolescence. It didn't make things easier, but it removed you from the trauma of your personhood being torn apart. Made it a little more tolerable. But it also had a cumulative effect that wound up obscuring you from what the problem was in the first place. After all, when you are both you and I, someone watching and someone watched, you basically can't put the pieces together because everywhere you point the finger is the wrong direction. But even still, she was waiting for you. Yelling at you to get your shit together. Trying like hell to make you really see yourself. And with her help, you did finally put the pieces together, didn't you? And now you're... Now... We're... Now... I... I am... Oh... I can already feel myself laughing again. When was the last time I laughed this hard? Holy moly. It's not even that funny. If I'm being honest with myself, it's actually probably the least funny thing I can think of right now. And yet, I can't stop laughing. I'm laughing because I'm relieved. Because it's actually starting to make sense. I wrap my arms around my sister, and I can feel myself crying already. So much crying. But it's... joyful this time? Is that a version of crying that normal people usually experience? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to worry anyone, I just... 
Jeez, Jade, I have a lot to tell you. I need to go for a walk, and I kind of dozed off. And... There you are. Are you okay? What were you thinking? Please tell us what's going on. God, Vriska was right. They're so worried, but they really care. They care about me. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. I peeled back from Jade's shoulder and turned my definitely gross-looking smile to the crowd. <sighs> hey, everyone. Sorry to worry you. I, I just, uh... <laughs> no, sorry. Um, okay. I, uh... Well... I want to be a girl! <laughs> no, fuck that, actually. I I'm a girl now. And you can call me... June! Yo, what the fuck? Thank you for listening to another episode of Podfeels. Your continued listening is very appreciated, and we can't wait to keep making more, especially now that we're done with all the prelude. You can find us at Podfeels on Tumblr and Twitter for future announcements, potential casting calls, miscellany, and tidbits, and you can find our episodes posted to AO3, YouTube, which has unique visual elements including episode backgrounds, a text scroll, and character portraits, and on Spotify. For the credits, my name is Dare. I played Jade and am the project director. You can find me at Dare0451 on YouTube, Twitter, Tumblr, just about everywhere I may be. Podfeels is a fan-made audio drama adaptation of the fanfiction Godfeels, written by Sarah Zedek, who you can follow at HMSNoFun on Twitter, or find her fanfiction, including Godfeels, at archiveofourown.org slash users slash Sarah Zedek. And for our cast... My name's Jess, and I voice June. You can find me on Tumblr at FenderJess. Ash as John Egbert. You can find me on twitch.tv slash crystaldriver. I'm Friska of the Hale System, and I voice Friska. You can find me at Pataphysiker on Tumblr, Twitter, co-host, and Shrek.club. I'm Jay, or Sixthokage1, and I play Dave. You can find me online at various places linked from my personal website, Sixy.name. That is S-I-X-Y dot name. Hey, I'm Hunter M. I voice Carcat in this dub. You can find me at Hunter M Comics on Twitter. Hi, my name's Leo, and I played Kanaya. I'm Rowan Astor, and I voiced Rose Lamont. Find me on Tumblr.com slash Jinkies Junebug. That's J-I-N-K-I-E-S dash J-U-N-E-B-U-G. We're the Fractals, and we voiced Jake English. The songs used in this episode were Light by Eric Scheel from Homestuck Volume 5, Nick Cage Romance by Toby Fox, Light by Clark Powell from Medium, Sunrise by Eric Scheel from One Year Older, and June by DJ Terezi from I Dreamed of Feeling Better Volume 1. If you are interested in helping us with this ambitious project, we are taking help in all production roles. While we are not currently casting any voice performers, production for something like this takes a lot of time and effort. If you're looking to volunteer, we're always looking for new writers, audio editors, video editors, music finders, and more. If you want to volunteer and get involved, shoot me a DM on Twitter at dare0451 or at podfeels, or send us a message at the Podfeels Tumblr account, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. No experience necessary, we're almost all amateurs on this project. 
Thank you for listening and look forward to more.